The 5th Battalion, Wessex Regiment, Lieutenant Colonel Henry Pothecary commanding, lived on the bleak flanks of a hill looking down on the English Channel. Across a waste of sodden turf, wrapped in winter mists, lay nissen huts like rows of slumbering black beetles. Cinder paths veined the hillside, at the foot of which ran a rutted, muddy lane leading to a sentry post and to the main road. Beyond the lane was a cinder parade ground from which the battalion, on its morning parades, looked out over the fields and woodlands which fell away in a pastoral pattern towards the sea. The battalion commander, facing his men each morning, stood before a backcloth of grey sky and white-combed grey sea. Away to the west, the veils of mist thickened into a darker haze of smoke beneath which a great seaport lay. Here lived the soldiers of the 5th Battalion, six hundred men with mud on their boots, their faces whipped red raw by the stabbing wind and the icy thousand-needled rain. They listened day and night to the undertones of the wind, to the creak and groan of corrugated iron roofing and the mutter of loose doors. Before their eyes, as they stepped shivering from their huts each morning, was the channel, the grey channel, and beyond it, the grey mist. The 5th Battalion of the Wessex Regiment was talking politics. For four and a half years the battalion had led its own placid life, moving from one village to another, guarding bridges that no one ever crossed and defending dumps which even the war office appeared to have forgotten. Men joined the battalion, went on their leaves, got girls into trouble, punched their sergeants' noses and went to jail, did legendary deeds in public houses and left the battalion. The most memorable events in the battalion's history were a pitched battle with the Irish guards in the streets of Andover in 1941, the winning of the Divisional Football Championship in 1942, and an all-night booze-up out of regimental funds in 1943. The battalion trained and route-marched and manoeuvred, sent droves of men to battle school, and dozed on naffy benches in disciplined silence in front of a succession of Ministry of Information lecturers in a spirit of cheerful absent-mindedness, of bewildered resignation at the inconsiderateness of their commanders in ordering such things, and in utter disregard of the fact that somewhere ahead of them lay battle, murder, and sudden death. The march of great events had left them, on the whole, unmoved. Only from time to time, when fighters thundered overhead, tiny splinters of silver moving in wide-flung patterns out across the channel, when they heard the guns of Alamein, recorded by the BBC, reverberating in their huts, when they waited each morning at the sentry box by the main road for the newspaper boy on his bicycle to bring the latest news from Stalingrad, did they stir with excitement. On Christmas night, when they had crawled into their blankets, gorged with pork and belching beerily, all this had ended. 